Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we go once again, Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me. We're, get, uh, we're getting set here to share this wonderful message, the beautiful message of God's love and His grace. That's what we're about here on Growing in Grace. We understand that a lot of people, and even in our own lives in the past, we've been in this bondage of, of trying to live by rules and laws and, and regulations, and uh, we've been freed up by this thing called the life of Jesus Christ in us. And uh, we're here today to talk about uh, that a little bit, the contrast between <laughs> trying to live by uh, the old laws, which, by the way, God's law is good, just, and holy, as we've talked about in the past here, uh, but trying to live by that versus living this new life that we have in Christ. And so um, we'll get into that, but uh, how you doing this week, Mr. Kapler? Good, Joel. I, I look forward to our time together doing these podcasts. I mean, over the years, there were times where, I mean, I'm, my intentions were good, but there were times I, I, you know, Bible study or whatever it was, I just reluctantly would end up attending some of those things. <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah, okay to even you. feel that way now. You know, it's okay if you don't feel like it, you're not in the mood to, to get involved with something like that. That's cool. But you and I have been uh, involved in a class at our church. Our pastor has been gracious enough to open up something that we call grace talk so whether it's our podcast or something like that you know on wednesday nights joel where we can get together with people and talk about the real the real righteous gospel uh, by faith i just can't get enough of this stuff i just so look forward to it and i can't say it was always that way even when i had the desire to want to know more about god uh, over over many years of, of my christian life it's just so exciting now that I've got a better understanding of what the gospel is. Yeah, oh my goodness, how things change when we understand what the gospel really is. I say this a lot on the program, but the gospel is good news. You know, there's a part of the Paul's writings where he, I think he's quoting from the Old Testament where he says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. It's not really so much about the feet, <laughs> but it's about the message. It's about the... Uh, the glorious good news. And so if you are going about your daily life in Christ and you're hearing messages that don't sound like good news to you, well, then it's not the gospel, because the gospel is meant to be good news. From the very beginning, when Christ was born, the angels came and declared God's good will toward us. That's what the gospel is. It's God's good will toward us, even though the whole entire world was condemned and was in sin, God's good will toward us, his love toward us, sent Jesus Christ to the cross to die for our sins and to give us new life. And so God 
God is for us. He's not against us, even when we don't do the things uh, that uh, measure up to the reality of, of our new life in Christ. And that is enough. For, it's been enough for me to understand that even when I mess up a little bit, God is still, he's not against me, he's for me, and I can just get right back on up and say, God, I love you, and God, thank you for your forgiveness and grace. And it's just a beautiful, wonderful life to have in Christ when you realize that God is a good daddy. He's, he's good. He's not a, an evil, twisted, sick father, and he's not a harsh taskmaster either. He loves us, and he wants us to know that. Mm. That's good stuff. Well, Joel, um, sometimes a question people will ask, and it's a good question, based on so much of what we've talked about in the past and recently about being freed from the law. Gentiles, of course, never having really been under that old Mosaic law to begin with, but we're not tied into the commandments. We as Christians, as as believers in Christ, as, as saints, righteous children of God, we have no relationship to those old laws. So some will ask, what is it that we use for a, a moral compass, or what is it that we use to guide us if we are no longer in relationship in any way to those old laws? How, how do we know where to go from here? And I think that that is a good question for people who have been trapped in that kind of a religious mindset, now coming into freedom, and they're wondering, where do I go from here? Yeah, it is a good question, because we do talk a lot about how we're dead to the law, and uh, the law isn't our tutor anymore now that we've come to Christ. And the thing is, if a, if a person does think that as Christians, as believers, we're supposed to live by the laws, there were actually 613 laws, not just the Big Ten, uh, not just the Ten Commandments, but you know, there's laws uh, that say a man shouldn't shave the sides of his head. I struggle with that one, Cap. I don't know about you, but I, <laughs> I know some some guys are are good with that. Um, but Am I when I do, to have somebody else do it for me. Uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's a loophole. <laughs> the but, Pharisees will change it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, I end up shaving the sides of my. I have actually got a goatee, or a what's it called, a van, um, whatever kind of beard that it is that I have. But either way, I'm breaking that law. There's laws against eating lobster. There's laws against eating pork and bacon. And I struggle big time with the bacon one. <laughs> and so if, 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 you know, if we're supposed to, as Christians, live by the law, why do we throw out those laws? <laughs> and yet we think we're supposed to be under the Ten Commandments, which, you know, by the way, Paul brought that up in Romans uh, 7. He was talking about how um, when the commandment came, I was once alive—this is what Paul says— I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. So that's what happened when the commandment came. And in case you're wondering, he is talking about the Ten Commandments there because he uses coveting as an example. When that law came, it produced in him coveting of every kind. And so here's the thing, as believers in Christ, if that's what the law does, then why would we want to go after that when we've received new life in Christ and have supposedly died to the law? And so, like you're saying, Cap, that question does come up. Okay, so we're not under the law. If we're not under those laws, how indeed do we go about our daily living in Christ? And uh, we'll we'll talk about that, because it's... Um, it's it's so totally different than that uh, old uh, trying to live by laws and commandments. The simple answer to the question, uh, how are we guided if we don't have these moral laws in place that are applied to us in this new covenant, 
And the simple answer is the Holy Spirit. All right? He's not just a force out there or some sort of spiritual mystic mystery fog of some kind. He's a person. <laughs> it's harder, I think, for people to relate to him sometimes because we don't have a picture of him on the wall like we might with, with Jesus. And regardless of how accurate the hmm. picture is of how Jesus looks, it helps us t- to try to connect with the fact that Jesus is a person. And the Holy Spirit is the same way. He's a person. He's like Jesus. He and Jesus and the Father are, are one. And he loves you. And he's there to, to guide us, to teach us, to um, instruct us in righteousness. He's not there to point out when you've done things wrong. The law is there to do that. The law did that, not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, to those of us in Christ, when things aren't going quite right or we're heading in the wrong direction, he may bring that out, you know, uh, to teach and guide us and, and point us in the right direction. But when we, when we fail, he's there to remind us that we are his righteousness. And so the, the Holy Spirit, I mean, what you were talking about, the ministry of death and condemnation that Paul referred to, in Second uh, Corinthians 3, that ministry of death and condemnation, Paul compared it to the ministry of the Spirit. So, if we're not following those commandments written on stone, or we're not in relationship to them, then what is it that's being compared here? Paul says in Second Corinthians 3, if the ministry of death engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, fading as it was, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, how much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory? So it's it's the Holy Spirit who leads, guides, and directs us. But, you know, the, the law, Joel, I, I never had a police officer pull me over and tell me that I was doing a great job of driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not what the, what the law is built for. The law is, is built to catch you doing the wrong thing. And so I, I never had a whistle blow or some sort of a horn sound whenever I did something good. I think maybe in the in the Jewish tradition, they did have some of that because Jesus referred to it during the Sermon on the Mount. Sometimes, you know, when the Pharisees would go around displaying their acts publicly on what they were giving or whatever, sometimes a horn would sound. Well, I, we don't have that here. Whenever I'm doing something <laughs> right, there's no horn sound, there's no whistle, but the, the law always seems to catch me when I'm doing something wrong. And so the, the ministry of that versus the ministry of the Spirit are two totally different things, two entirely different systems. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit is so totally different than the fruit of the law. I talked a little bit ago about what the fruit of the law is. Paul said that when the commandment came, and he talked about coveting, it produced in him, so it produced something. That's the fruit. And what was the fruit? It produced in him coveting of every kind. That's the ministry of the law. And as he read there from 2 Corinthians 3, it's contrasted with the ministry of the Spirit. And here's what the ministry of the Spirit is. Love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and even (laughs) self-control. That's the ministry of the Spirit in us. That's the fruit. Those are all good things, and Paul even says, against such things there is no law. And so that's what we have in our lives in Christ as the, the way to lead us and to guide us when, we, when we're when we not following after commands and laws and rules, 
guess what? We've got this more glorious thing called the Holy Spirit, and he's, uh, he's quite capable of doing all these things in and through us. And that's the system we've been moved into from, from commandment into grace. And the grace of God will teach us. Paul wrote this to Titus, I believe. Was it Titus or Timothy, Joel? No, I can't Titus. remember. Yeah, Titus, okay. the, the grace of God will, will teach us to deny ungodliness and, and to, to move toward doing the, the right things and, and living in, in a godly sort of way. But it's, again, it's, it's not based on our effort. It's the life of God in us because our life is no longer our own. And so whatever flows through us in that way is the life of God working in and through us. Yeah, and I'll just uh, read that here real quick. It's in uh, Titus 2. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. And that's what grace does. You know, the law, again, as we wrap up here, the law produced unholy living. The very thing that Paul said was to bring life, he found that it brought death, and that's the law. Whereas grace brings righteousness, holiness, and all of these other good things. So in Christ, we've got it so much better. We've got something so much better than laws and rules and commandments. We've got grace, and we've got the Holy Spirit himself. Well, coming up next week, we're going to be talking more about the Holy Spirit. Is he our accuser? Does the Holy Spirit accuse us? Does he condemn us? Does the Holy Spirit convict us of sins? Well, I say he's our comforter. He's our helper. We'll sort through some of this stuff next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.